Hi, honeybud. Have I ever seen a pretty face so blue? Trying to get away from a man, sweetie? We've got the manipulators, the drunks, the fighters, the ones that use you for sex, and the ones that abuse it once you give it to them. Let's get out of here. I have someone I want you to meet. He's helped me through a lot of hard times. I think he can help you too. What would you do if you knew a way to stop all men from acting the way that your husband does? You killed someone. Who was a husband, wasn't it? See this pain that you're still through. It you feel worthless. And you're also prize on your vulnerability, I think. The way humans act now is the same. We have a way of ending that. I can't remember my name. I don't know how I got here. What did you do to me? 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 Things, once ideas, have become our blood. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Fresh Cuts. I am Mike. Joining me, as always, it's Mr. Venom. How's it going, Venom? Greetings and salutation, werewolf lovers. Or, actually, that might not be the greatest greeting for this one. Eh, let's go with that for now. How you doing, I Mike? I mean, I love werewolves, too, so, you know. We all love I guess werewolves. You're saying... Just like not. Yeah. I'll leave it you, alone you, for now. <laughs> you, might, you might not find them anywhere tonight, but we still love them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, you know and join us. Playing Resident oh, Evil, go ahead. So I got lichens on the brain. Yeah, fuck man, I can't wait to talk about that more. Um, all right, joining us as well, it's Don and Ellie. How are you doing, Don? I'm doing great. Finally, glad to talk about the latest sequel to It Comes at Night. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, judging by the title of the movie, maybe. That is, we finally find out uh, what everyone has been asking, if Wolves comes at night, because uh, the title of the movie is At Night Comes Wolves. So, um, despite Don's joke there, yeah, it has nothing to do with That Comes at Night, so don't be fooled by that. I don't think many people were, because no one's probably even heard of this one. Um, It's currently sitting at (laughs) 2.2 on IMDb, not that that's the end-all be-all. Um, an hour and 16 minutes, so it's another short watch. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? We'll get into it, because, you know, we have racked up, I'd say, what, we're into May now for being about five months in. I think maybe not all out of, uh, like, total movies I've watched, period, but out of movies we've covered on Fresh Cuts so far this year, I think there's been more, like, 80-minute or under movies than I can think of in recent years, Um, just specifically that we've done for the podcast. Yeah, I think uh, with the majority of horror releases um, being, you know, straight to VOD right now until theaters are fully open, it seems like a lot of uh, of those like indie horror films that have been going straight to VOD have been under 90 minutes, which, you know, we get under 90 minute films every year. But I do agree we're getting a lot more this year Um, and a lot. I mean. You know, looking around at the releases, a lot, a lot of like micro budget stuff is coming in at like 70 to 80 minutes, which, you know, can be a good thing. I I can't see how it could be a bad thing. I mean, we don't usually walk away from a 70 minute indie horror film saying, man, I wish there was more. Not to say we never do, but just rarely. Mm -hmm. 
Correct. And then sometimes, you know, if it goes the other way, you're like, well, thank God that wasn't any longer. But uh, <laughs> we uh, will get into this one. Like I said, it's called At Night Comes Wolves. Director T.J. Marine, or yeah, Marine, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, also the writer. Um, and I don't recognize any of the stars, um, but, you know, we can no, get that out there if we feel necessary. Yeah. Yeah. All right, synopsis. After being objectified by her husband, Leah Schaefer abandons her marriage and falls into a destined kinship with a small cult bent on ending misogynistic culture and transcending to a place beyond the stars. Um, I guess uh, maybe the wow, writer of the movie wrote that, that synopsis because we would have gotten that movie. We I probably would have had different thoughts. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm like maybe the writer wrote that synopsis because that's what it was. We were supposed to get from it, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, well, well um, so quickly, Mike, I found this out real fast. If you have it, the page open, scroll down to the trivia section and look there real, real quickly. I think you'll find something really enlightening. Uh, let's see. Trivia. <laughs> yeah, that makes a whole bunch of sense. Hmm. I know. I found that out last night when I was uh, doing research at afterwards because i usually research every movie i watch after the facts i found that little tidbit enlightening go ahead and share it for the listeners yeah so um yeah it's not really a spoiler to say this now so it looks like despite this being a feature film it it was actually containing over 30 minutes of footage from the writer slash director's three previous short films while casting for object and reality which i have not seen the director realized that once this third short film was edited he would have an opportunity to write additional material that if done correctly which i guess we'll discuss could seamlessly tie the three films together thus making one full-length feature he encourages watchers to try to find the three films within the film now at this point that would mean i'd have to watch this again do i want to do that i don't know we'll we'll get we'll get into that i mean that would have been a nice piece of trivia to know before getting into it but i actually you know now that i think of it um i mean there is i can think of maybe one part movie that doesn't it comes out of nowhere. I mean, it doesn't seem to have anything to do with the main storyline until the last 30 seconds of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say there's definitely something set up that is like, wait, what? Uh, but uh, we'll get into that uh, soon. But first let's get general thoughts on the movie. Uh, Venom, I will start with you because that's how we always do it. So at, com- at night comes wolves. What did you think? All right. Wow. This movie, um, this, as Mike already said, this movie is holding a solid 2.2 out of 10 on IMDb, which of course sounds terrible. Now, most of the things that I'm going to say about this movie today are probably going to be on the negative side, but I'm still going to say a 2.2 is way too low. I mean, if a movie looks like a movie, it gets a two already to me. Um, Obviously, you know, because of the information that we just got with the movie actually being a conglomeration of three short films, it makes a lot of sense that the story just isn't the easiest thing to follow. There seems to be a lot of time jumps where it goes back in time a week or a few days without actually telling the the viewer, um, which will sometimes confuse where the hell you are in the plot or in the timeline. You know, is this present day? Is this last Tuesday? You know, what the hell am I watching? So, you know, th- you know, right there, that that's going to be a, a big problem. Pacing. 
pacing in this movie is incredibly slow and i'm talking i'm talking like oscar bait drama slow you know i mean very little actual quote-unquote action occurs in this movie um if you're looking for horror set pieces yeah you're you're shit out of luck there i mean this movie is solidly a thriller throughout the entire film until as i've already said the last 30 or so seconds of the movie then it turns into a horror film um, which I know could, or, you know, in the case of St. Maud, it absolutely works for me in the case of this film, it just fizzled uh, that, you know, what little they tried to put together at the end just didn't really work for me. Another issue I have with this movie, I'm sorry, folks, my general thoughts are going to be long because I have a lot of issues with this movie. Um, uh, another issue I have with the movie, this movie has the same problem that The Power had a couple of weeks ago. Those of you who heard our review of The Power, you remember me saying that the movie starts out with this great female empowerment message, and it seems like they're building toward this ending that's going to be a you know great, you know, here we are, listen to our voice type empowering moment, and then they just drop it, and we end up getting a very basic horror movie ending. Same thing happens here. Um, the first half of the movie, especially, you know, the way that we're following, you know, our main um, protagonist, Leah, it just seems like this movie is building towards a grand ending that's going to have this big epic message of empowerment and everything else. And then they drop it again, um, which is so disheartening for me because, I mean, you know, I watch these women, excuse me, I watch these movies that I understand are made by and are for, you know, female fans mostly you know not to say exclusively um and i just feel so bad when i feel like they're going to this great they're going towards this great place you know this powerful message that they can stand at the top of the mountain and proclaim but then we just get your basic bitch horror movie ending and it just ruins everything and then and then i just question what the fuck was the point what was the point of bringing up all these great topics especially in 2021 you know, with, with all the different, you know, racism and sexism occurring in the world, you you give us this great message and then you just drop it. But of course, as Mike already mentioned, with this movie being, you know, basically a conglomeration of three shorts, it makes complete sense now why they completely drop that angle. Um, so I got I got a. I got to give this movie a hard pass. Um, I can't imagine recommending this to anyone um, because of the, you know, Frankenstein editing technique that they did with this. It's hard to follow. It's not an enjoyable movie. No one in the film is so likable that you're, you know, you're, you're hoping that they, you know, that you're following them and, and you're behind them and you're hoping that they are able to do everything that they want. But now nah, this movie, just once again, no likable characters, very little action. Th the main things that save this movie are the acting, which is very well done. Uh, I have no issues with the acting in this film. Uh, the score also very well done. Again, um, you know, it, it's not stellar by any stretch, but you know, it, it's above average. Uh, and then the cinematography, again, above average. There's some great little shots because there's a lot of outdoor shots in this film where they're kind of out in like the it looks like the Hollywood Hills. I'm not sure what's actually meant to represent, but, um, you know, there's some nice outdoor shots. There's some nice framing that they have with the characters when there's multiple characters on screen. The way that they frame the shots look really nice. So the movie has, you know, 
its prowess. It's got some positives. The problem is that it's going to get bogged down with the negatives. Um, this movie is going to be de- very divisive. And if you read the reviews on IMDb, everybody either loves it or hates it. There's no in between. You're either a one or a two out of ten, or you're a seven or an eight. Um, the people that give it sevens and eights, I can see why they do it. You know, they're fans of, um, you know, maybe they're fans of solid um, acting and performances and things like that. But overall, the story in this one and and most of the, uh, you know, the set pieces, what little there are, just not very satisfying. And unfortunately, even at an hour and 16 minutes, I felt not great with the time I had invested with the film. So unfortunately um, I can't recommend this. I still say it's better than a 2.2 like AMDB is saying, but you know, it's still really not great and I can't really recommend it to any horror fans. Though, like I said, if you're a fan of like dramas and um, things like that, uh, I would say check it out. But otherwise this is, uh, this is a pass for me. All right. Well, with that, I will pass it right along to Don and Ellie. What are your thoughts on the movie? So follow me on this one. Now, at Cornell University, I've read that there's an incredible piece of scientific equipment known as a tunneling electron microscope. Now, this microscope is so powerful that by firing electrons, you can actually see images of the atom, which is, you know, the minute building blocks of the universe. Using this piece of equipment on me, you couldn't detect the entertainment value this film provided. Um, not only oh, okay. is this one of the worst movies of yeah, not only is this one of the worst movies of the year, this might actually be one of the worst movies I've seen in my life. Wow. Um, Venom hit everything on the nail for me. Um, basically, I questioned Saint Maud as a horror film when we covered that one. That has actually more horror elements than this thing. Um, I could not detect any sequence in here where we were supposed to be suspenseful, uh, thrilled, or put into any sort of state that would denote that you're watching a horror film of any kind. The uh, the storyline is just so chaotic and scattershot. And this is even before I read that this is supposed to have been three shorts edited together. This is just going in and saying, hey, this is a film called It Comes... At Night Comes Wolves, we're watching it on Wednesday, be ready. That's all I knew about the movie. And I still found the the writing chaotic. I still found everything just so scattershot and just disinterested and basically being... I'm trying to figure out the word to say this. Lacking I think you nailed interest. it with chaotic. The writing yeah. really is chaotic. Jesus. Yeah, I mean... There's just so much going on that you're completely bewildered how everything ties together because everything ties together in the final 30 seconds. So you're wasting 76 minutes to figure out what's going on 30 for 30 seconds. And you're not interested in what's going on. That's the whole point. It tries to say all of these, you know, it may try to tell the story about this woman being empowered and staying in an abusive marriage, but it's not interesting. It's basically just doing random notions of trying to figure out how this woman is being abused in this marriage. And I, I, 
I'm done with it. I'm not interested in what's going on. I don't care about their marriage. I don't even think that there's any chemistry between them to denote they were even married to begin with. <laughs> uh, and just, you know, all of these elements with, I mean, if you can call this thing a cult, um, I've seen better organized troops in a Girl Scout meeting. I mean... <laughs> this was the smallest cult I've ever seen. Exactly. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, there's just so little about this thing that's actually appealing. And, I mean, okay, yeah, I guess, you know, the the acting isn't terrible. Like, there's nothing in this that I would actually say, okay, I've seen this movie, there's no reason to give them acting jobs ever again. Like, okay, I, you know, I, I'm fine enough with recognizing that there actually is some talent in that aspect. But if you're asking a person like me, especially, to watch a 74, five-minute movie just to see acting quality, you're barking up the wrong tree. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't have anything to say about this thing. Uh, it's one of the worst things I've sat through in my entire life. <laughs> All right. I can't disagree, man. I, I mean, I knew that this was going to turn off a lot of hardcore horror fans, especially when you go to IMDb and the first word in the description is horror. You know, they go with horror thriller. Yeah. For the subgenre, and it's like, nah, this is a drama thriller horror to me, and the horror and, is barely there. <laughs> and 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 here's the thing: if the plot description was accurate, I wouldn't have minded seeing that. I wouldn't have minded this, you know, spiritual, quasi-celestial cult trying to figure out how to empower people and get them out of an abusive marriage, and then all of a sudden, you know, things start turning spooky and. I wouldn't have minded that. I would have actually enjoyed that. But whatever the fuck this thing is, I have no way to no way to recommend it. <laughs> okay. Well, and here comes Mike. He loves it. No, I didn't. <laughs> it wasn't. So here's the thing about this movie. Going into it, I knew very little um, from the description, and I. I'm not even talking about the IMDb description because that's not what I saw before. I think I just saw, you know, the description that was attached to uh, the movie itself. It was very much brief, but I got from it, and uh, and I think the uh, the box cover art is the same that was on IMDb. I got that it was probably going to be like cult or you know cult like movie. So I was like, all right, well, you know, I, I like I tend to like cult movies. Um, but then the movie starts, and it's just like, what? Like, it It felt like the aspects that I was hoping to get were very little, very minimal, kind of out of nowhere with no explanation, not enough background. It was just kind of thrown together, which kind of makes sense after that little piece of, piece of trivia that I read off before we got <laughs> into general thoughts. Um, you know, we've actually... So far this year, with shorter running time movies, I felt like they've made good use and kind of been justified in the shorter running time. Um, I'm actually going to say this movie, now, I guess it's a good or bad thing, how, depending on how you look at it, because it could... If you, if you didn't like the movie overall, you're probably thinking, oh, you're crazy for asking for a longer movie, but... It just as far as the aspect of the cult, I mean, I wish there was like more, a little more info, a little more to it. Uh, it's not very fleshed out. Like you guys already mentioned, this is the tiniest cult. Like for them to be such hardcore believers so quick, and especially the 
the character, you know, the character that ends up kind of in it by the end, I was just like, wow, like, what explanation did they get that convinced him? Because this dude sounds crazy. Like, usually there has to be something that initially draws people into a cult in the first place. Now, I get that the main character was kind of coming out of like a somewhat desperate situation, but still, that was very quickly um, consumed, especially with what kind of happened early on. But uh, yeah, uh, and I'll just say this because otherwise I'll be repeating a lot of what you guys said. When the last 10 minutes of a movie set up something that seems way more interesting and cool than the rest of the movie. Although, although it's like a completely different movie at the same time, your movie probably has problems because that last 10 minutes, whatever the hell was going on there that I had no indication would happen. I was like, Oh, so so the movie's going to end right when it kind of actually gets interesting. And I want to see where it goes from here, but that would be a completely different movie because it really had nothing to do with everything else and i was like wondering wait how did this movie turn into what we're getting now um with once again the little piece of trivia could explain all that and now it kind of makes more sense why i felt like that as the credits are rolling but um generally speaking yeah oh go ahead what's funny is that that little piece of trivia explains why the writing in this is so chaotic but it actually makes Mm -hmm. me hate the movie more you know, like you would think I would be more forgiving that they Frankenstein this movie together, but it's like, nah, I don't care how much money and time you saved. You did yourself an absolute disservice. This poor writer director now he's going to go down as that guy that did that weird movie that made no sense from well, 2021. What's and, funny is, is like, uh, I'm like, did the, what, what is makes me wonder is like, okay, did the writer director write that trivia question and frame it like that to actually make it sound more interesting of a aspect to the movie than it is because I'm like, yeah. Cause I'm like, first of all, who would have known that, but someone working on the movie in the first place, cause it's still so new and unseen by people. That seems like too inside info for just a random viewer of the movie to like add to IMDb. So I'm like, you know, maybe I don't want to go and try to figure out the three different movies. Maybe you should just uh, spend some more time making the movie and, you know, yeah. maybe it would have taken longer to make because you would have had to wait on well, more funding to come through. But still. Well, to Venom's, to Venom's point, if he was originally intending this all along, then it probably would have been better served to have tied them together, actually, to begin with. Like, he's writing three separate scripts and saying, okay, you know, I can crowdfund this one, I can crowdfund this one, I can crowdfund this one, and then... And once they're done, I can stitch them together as one separate story. But this is just, well, I've made three separate shorts, and now all of a sudden I'm just going to tie these things together with new footage. Exactly. Yeah, like that's... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the three shorts, you know, kind of have a similar theme, and it's it's a, it's a paper thin, honestly, uh, what it is that they all have in common, but... It doesn't help the film. Yeah. Like I said, this, these filmmakers do themselves a disservice. And uh, even though it would have been more expensive and more time consuming, I I agree with Don. They should have just, you know, um, scrapped the whole thing, uh, rewrote the screenplay, and then maybe they could have saved some of the footage from the shorts, but to actually use the majority of the three shorts to then make a movie is just nah. That's way too much. The only movie that ever did that well was uh, Steve Martin's Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. 
And yes, I'm dating myself with that movie, but I don't care. Look it up, kids, if you never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, either that or just make you know make this one short too, and then concentrate on a full feature film next. And you exactly. could you could easily take aspects of your previous shorts because I mean that's what a lot of new director writers do when they just have the funding and the resources for shorts. Maybe later on in their career they go and make a feature film based on a previous short film. And that would have been perfectly reasonable. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for general thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not really much more other than piss and vinegar that I can really pile on this. I've already said everything that I can possibly think of that makes it, you know, positive, the cinematography, acting, score, things like that. It's like all the technical aspects of the movie are fine. It's all yeah. the creative aspects of the movie that kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I am, too. I mean, I mean, say what you want about what's going on here. At least it looks competently filmed. Like, it's not just some, you know, guy standing around holding a, like holding his iPhone, like trying to, like, balance himself with he's trying to get get everybody in focus like i've seen you know enough indie films like that where like that's like the camera style but you know i mean this looks professional or you know professional ish somewhat and yeah the the shots don't look bad it's not you know badly made by all technical standards Mm -hmm. it's just all the creative yeah like you said yeah Yeah. unfortunate all right what do you say we get into uh our spoiler discussion which Really, there's not really a whole lot more to add than we've already talked about, other than just you know a couple of reveals here and there. But you okay, know. here you go, folks. The last thirty seconds of the film sets up a, zo- a zombie invasion. <laughs> I th- I think they were gearing towards lycanthropy because I think I, I think what the, the the shorts, at least two of the shorts, seemed to have in common was this semi cult was trying to. Um, I think that's what the guy was mixing throughout the whole movie. He was trying to make some kind of potion that would make uh, like the beast within come out in females because it seemed like they were purposely trying to end misogyny. And if you notice in that very final scene, it was the two women who turned and then they attacked the the guy. Right. They're the ones that drink it. He never does. Oh, he didn't drink. I thought he drank. No, he never did. No, he kind of. He I thought he, pur- I thought he purposely stood there to get attacked. Yeah, like that's how he, he was. Yeah, he turn. fixed. Yeah, he fixed two of them. Yeah, so I mean that's probably what it is. That's probably saying, at, yeah, at least that's fixed. what I'm getting from the from the you know what was presented to us that this yeah, is some he, kind well, of potion fixed, that when drunk yeah. by females it turns them into primal animals, which you know sounds like a decent concept. The only problem is that's the end of the movie. <laughs> It just ruins everything. I, I've yeah. never watched uh, an hour and 16 minute long movie that gets good at an hour and 16 minutes. It's just, I couldn't get over it. Well, not and, only and, that, but I feel like uh-huh. what does, what does that, how does that tie into any of the cults, uh, like mission or objective uh-huh. leading up to that? Like I didn't, I understand, like, I understand if, like, you know, so there's that scene where he's, the cult leader is kind of explaining everything. Mm-hmm. Now, if if it, if it he would have explained right then and there that he's some type of, like, doomsday cult leader that, you know, was told by creature or aliens or whatever it was that, okay, we, have, we must destroy the Earth because we're impure. Like, okay, then it makes sense that you get that ending because, like, okay, we're doing, like, the 12 monkeys thing. We're like, oh, we have to take out humanity. But there was none of that, so I'm like, well, what mm-hmm. was it like an accident that he made this potion? Or like, I don't even understand. 
how no, I don't think it was an accident. I, I think he got his intended uh, no. his, his desired end. I yeah, that one. That was because the, they they talk about misogyny throughout the whole movie. They talk about how men treat women, and even in the description that you just read on IMDb, it even says like small cult bent on ending misogynistic culture. So for whatever it's worth, I do think I like I said, I that's just my two cents. I could be wrong. That's fine. But what I grabbed from it was that he was purposely trying to find a way to you know. Because women are the more, whatever, demure sex. You know, they don't always resort to violence as quickly as we do. And I just think that that's what he was going for. He wanted to make these women primal creatures. As far as them turning him, that could be just a happy coincidence. Or, again, maybe that was an intended effect as well. But Because it does seem like, if that's the case, they're losing. This is what I mean about they lost... Um, the empowering message because they're talking about wanting to end misogyny, but this is going to end everybody because it, it seems like mm-hmm. that guy turned as soon as the women bit him. So they're just going to go around attacking everybody. Eventually, you know, everybody's just going to be these primal beasts that I guess are similar to lycanthropes, but not really because all we really see at the end of the movie is they bleed from the eyes and the nose, they grow fangs, and then they just start biting people. It's not like there's this big grand transformation by any stretch. So, yeah, I mean, whatever the cult leader's... uh, God, and what a goofy cult leader, too. Like, he barely comes off as... This is a cult of three people, and he still doesn't seem like an adequate leader. (laughs) And the only reason why it's three is because it's the other girl that left her husband at the beginning of the movie. (laughs) That means the cult was two at the beginning. Well, maybe not at the beginning of the movie, because that's when they were talking about um, the other... I I guess this cult started with that David-slash-Walter guy as the leader, and then I guess, you know, they lost, uh, how can I put it? They, they they just thought that he wasn't the man to lead because they attacked him at that meeting and I didn't really understand why. Granted, there's a lot about this movie I don't understand, but it, it, it's like literally uh, one of the cult members comes back from a jewelry store robbery of all things and she has an envelope full of diamonds Uh, But then she tells the cult leader that everyone died, that she was the only one that survived the robbery, and all the other cult members that are there turn on him. They turn on the leader, uh, you know, because he lied to them. He took, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He told them that, you know, they would be rewarded with riches in heaven and all that, you know, crazy religious zealot crap. But just, like I said, out of nowhere, they just decide to attack him. Um, They think they crippled him, but they obviously didn't. And then he comes back. And I guess that's where one, where another, where this is different. The the actual, the part with David being married to to Leah, I guess, is one short. And then you know the cult uh, with David at the helm is a short. And then of course we haven't even talked about the random couple that I briefly mentioned in the uh, the non spoiler section throughout the movie. We're, we we end up following this couple. Um, we find out the woman's name is Paris, but that's about all we know about them. They, I, I don't know if you guys maybe caught some dialogue that I missed, but I, do we get any explanation of who those people are? Are you talking about Other the dude that has his wife tied up? Members? Yeah, that's. I never got them either. I I, I kept on. Just random I kept movie. on. I kept on waiting for something, but I don't ever remember them actually doing a name. Nope. Well, yeah, I mean, the girl, yeah, Paris. Yeah, her, but, yeah. Paris. but the guy, yeah, she never calls the yeah. guy by name. And then they never mention 
anybody else like from the cult or whatever. But at the end of the film, the reason that it all comes together is because at the end of the film, when the three final cult members, uh, you know, drink their or the two women drink their potion and turn into whatever they turn into, we see Paris in a separate scene in the woods. And she is also turning into whatever these two women are turning into, but she's doing it without the benefit of any potion. So I assume she must have already taken one that failed or whatever. Um, you know, maybe one of the, uh, what do you call it? One of the potions that, you know, they just weren't happy with, but it still mm -hmm. worked on this girl. Maybe, I don't know, maybe she was the only one it worked on, but that's what I mean. You get no explanation with this movie. So I could sit here and spout off 12 different ideas of what this movie might actually be trying to tell us and how all these people connect and they could all be wrong. So, you know, that, that information about the three shorts being stitched together just explains so much about this film, just how disjointed it is, how terrible the pacing is. I mean, even the storytelling in general is not great, you know? So how, how is this an anti-misogynistic cult when the husband's like a piece of shit? Like, <laughs> like the I don't yeah. I don't even understand what that opening scene had because if he he could have been like I I think maybe they're trying to just show okay he's leading a double life here's his married life that he obviously you know quote unquote he's domesticated but that's not his real like self but I'm like but you could have done that without that opening scene of him like wanting mm -hmm. his wife to sleep with other dudes like what does that even it's almost like that was supposed to be movie about like uh like a totally different thing that had nothing to do with anything because yeah i i thought that i was going to tie more into the cult itself or like maybe that was what the cult was going to be all about like something more around that but then once we get the cult, i was like well why what was with that whole opening scene like exactly it, 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 they had such weird. a and they could have done something really good with the reveal that david was actually walter the previous cult leader but instead, they just kind of gave it to you, like nonchalant, like, oh, here's this piece, this, this piece of information. It's like, why didn't you fucking, like, make us, like, wait for that or, or at least present it to us in a more exciting way where it's more like a reveal? Because to me, yeah. that's like it was a reveal that, you know, for the first act of this movie, this guy's name is David. And then suddenly in the second act, we it's another one of those time jumps that they never tell us is actually a fucking time jump. Because suddenly we see a younger Mary May, we see a younger, uh, the Asian dude, I forget his name, but uh, he's younger. And suddenly this guy who we knew as David in the first act is now being called Walter, and he's the leader of this cult. And it's like, what the fuck? I can't tell you how many times I wrote what the fuck in my notes. Like, I, yeah, was, I, feel I, like... I was legitimately mad at this movie at multiple points. <laughs> I feel like the only dialogue callback was like when she's arguing with at the beginning when they're kind of arguing and he says something about like, I haven't had, I haven't had a job or been working since blah, blah, like to, I guess insinuate that, Oh, he's off moonlighting as a cult leader instead of going to work. Cause All right, that's, really the, they, that's really the only tie in to that opening part. Valid. Yep. Again, cause they were living in a really nice house. So when he said he never had a job in his life, I thought he was like going to be a trust fund baby or something, you know. But the, yeah, but that was thing. my thing. Was yeah, that was my thing. Was like he was he had inherited it or something. Because exactly. there's no way a guy like that lives in a house like that without working. 
Because yeah. they're out. Because he says, you know, you're not going to get too far down the hills without realizing you're going to need my help. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And even and even if he's embezzling people's money, it's like, well, your cult is so small. I still don't think it would pay for. No, <laughs> it's like you need all. a bigger cult to do that with. Absolutely. Yeah. This movie that that's what makes this movie so disjointed. So many little factoids that make no sense in the universe of this film. Um, yeah, it's just confusing. Like I said, I came into this wanting to say as much positive as I could, but I think it literally takes a minute and a half to pretty much list all the positives of this film. And then the other 40 or so minutes we've spent here has been negative, which is unfortunate. Uh, You know, I, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I hate shitting on people's art, you know, no matter how bad a movie is, somebody, you know, they bled, they sweat, they, they, you know, they cried for this thing. So it's somebody's baby and I don't want to disrespect it, but you know, you got to call a spade a spade. This thing's not entertaining. Um, It's not compelling. It's not enjoyable. Uh, Like I said, if you're a fan of just hardcore Oscar bait type drama, then you might like three quarters of this film. But I I just don't know. I don't even know who the target market for this movie is. Like this movie wouldn't appeal to the A24 crowd. It wouldn't appeal to the 20 something horror fans. I mean, I just don't know who the target market is here. So, Yeah. yeah. I think I've said about as much as I can about this movie. Oh, and then the last thing, actually, I'm going to say is what a stupid fucking title. The original title of this movie was With Night Comes Wolves. That sounds so much more poetic than At Night Comes Wolves, which isn't even a grammatically correct statement. There should be a comma in there, but there isn't. So just, you know, of everything else that pissed me off about this movie, the title pisses me off, too. So there you go. That's the cherry on top of my shit Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say maybe mm-hmm. what the director should do, director slash writer, is uh, make a movie revolving around the last 10 minutes of this one, a feature film, give whatever they're working on a backstory, and then let us see what happens after they run down to the suburbs and start attacking people. Because that's exactly. really – that 10 minutes is the, the 10 minutes I was like actually engaged to see, like, okay, what's going on, what's happening, and then the movie's over. So it's like uh, – you had some type of idea going there at the end, so uh, continue that, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, if we, as, as crazy as it sounds, I think a sequel to this would actually be better, but again, it wouldn't be disjointed. It wouldn't be three different shorts stitched together. Hopefully, it would just be a continuation of those last three cult members and, you know, all the shit that they're going to do, how this affects society, do they find a cure, blah, 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 blah. Just, it seems like it's, it would be an immensely more interesting story than what they gave us here. <laughs> totally agreed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's get out of here before I get upset anymore. Yeah, I think I've kind of maxed out anything I have to say. Um, okay, well... That's probably going to do it for this episode. I mean, short movie, not a ton to say, but I think we pretty much laid out everything there is for it. So before we get out, let's see if anyone has anything new for people to check out. Venom, anything. Uh, Let's see. We got a new episode of Theme Warriors getting recorded this weekend. The theme of this episode is films that have never gotten a DVD or Blu-ray release. 
Uh, basically, they've never gotten a physical release in the DVD age or beyond. So uh, we've got four, you know, obscure movies lined up. Actually, they're not all that obscure considering the theme. But, you know, like I said, they just haven't gotten physical releases in the last 10, 15 years or so. So they fit the bill. Um, like I said, that'll be getting recorded this weekend. Uh, my, Mike and myself will be there with uh, Doug Tilly and Iris. Um, and then that'll be available sometime, I would imagine, middle of next week, early next week sometime. Um, on It's Not Horror, okay, we just recorded a commentary for Porky's. Uh, yes, the classic sex uh, teen sex comedy Porky's, which I hadn't watched in oh, oof, over 25 years and actually ended up having a much better time with it than I thought. So that episode dropped today. So as you listen to us here, you should be able to find that one also on the Dark Discussions podcast network. Um, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space and uh, In the Mic of Madness are still on uh, slightly extended hiatuses while we you know, figure out some... Uh, life stuff and uh you know how it affects our podcasting moving forward and i think oh and then for the main show we're not going to be recording that one for a couple of more weeks but we're actually going to be looking at a couple of uh electric chair execution horror films but just by that uh, uh excuse me from that description I would imagine most people know what at least one of our films are going to be, but uh, we'll leave the other one a secret for now. So, like I said, that'll be on the main show, No More Room in Hell, episode 32, I believe, is the next one. Uh, So look out for that one in a couple of weeks, and that is it from me. All right, Don, do you got anything to add? Uh, no, Venom uh, covered what we were saying about Underwater Kaiju, and like I you know, we're still just waiting around. Trying to sort things out on graveyard shit, trying to figure out getting our uh, schedules coordinated and lined up. So, um, yeah, we're still discussing stuff like that. So, yeah, nothing new here. Okay. Uh, As for me, yeah, nothing in addition to uh, what Venom said that applies to the both of us. Um, I'm Excited to do the next Steam Warriors, and then hot on that heels, probably the next No More Room in Hell. So, got plenty of stuff coming out. Of course, uh, next week for Fresh Cuts, as far as everything is planned, I'm assuming we're going to be doing Spiral, right, Venom? I would imagine. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm... I'm... Again, I'm not getting a convenient morning showing for it, but I'm actually going to go out of my way so I can see it uh, next Saturday or whatever, this coming Saturday. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I would I, theater for Spiral. I kind of have to do the same thing because um, so my I think I mentioned it before my theater actually opened last week. Mm-hmm. Um, there was really nothing for me to go see. I mean, I could have just go, but I knew I was going to be going this week. So I was like. Let me wait, and when I pulled up showtimes, like, I'm assuming just because they're anticipating, you know, smaller crowds, and uh, there's probably less volume of movies playing right now, so where my usual Sunday would start at, like, a 9.30, 10 showing, I think their earliest right now is, like, 1.55, so unfortunately, I can't get in there first thing Sunday morning, but I'll, I'll still find the time to see it, um... Yeah, so for some reason, AMC is putting, they're putting all their horror and thrillers, like, at night only, and all their family movies during the day, so it's almost like they don't have as many screens open. 
I mean, they're only doing 40% capacity anyway, but yeah, it seems like they're not utilizing all 16 screens. And yeah. which, you know, which is, it, which we, we're the ones who suffer for it. It's the horror yeah. community that ends up, which usually isn't a big deal going to the movies at night to see a horror film. That's never a big deal. But just with my schedule, the way it is right now, it's a lot easier for me to see movies like on a weekend early, like morning or early afternoon. And they're not putting any horror or thriller movies at that time. So it kind of sucks. But yeah, yeah for Spiral, uh, I will make a special arrangement. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, I'm not. For Spiral, you know, it could go either way, but I'm more worried if they don't ramp up, like, more screen times for, like, when A Quiet Place 2 comes out, because I think that's going to be more blockbuster-ish crowds, yeah. and the fact that, you know, if it's still going to be limited capacity and they're not going to have morning showings, then I'm worried about, like, the theaters just selling out so quick, because I've looked at the seating diagrams when I pull up my app, and I'm like, man, it's pretty bare what's available, um... So have you actually people. checked for spiral show times at Regal yet? Uh, I did yesterday because early early in the week it wasn't pulling up for Regal, and I was getting a little worried. Like, why aren't they showing up? And I actually asked Regal on their on their uh, Facebook page, and they responded. They're like, "Oh yeah, the show times will be up uh, Wednesday." So I checked, and they're there now. Oh okay. Um, yeah, I, they just went up later reason, than I, usual. Okay. For some reason, I had read that Regal was having a problem with Warner Brothers and that they weren't going to be showing, like, a lot of their movies right away. Not Warner Brothers, excuse me. Uh, New Line, right? Mm. Spiral's New Line. I think so. Um, wh- whoever, the, uh, whoever the distribution company is for Spiral, I had read somewhere that Regal wasn't real happy with the profit sharing that the studio offered and that they might not carry movies from that studio. But if you're seeing Spiral Showtimes, then... I guess that article was BS anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah, and they could be they could be still having that issue, but they're kind sure. of picking and choosing what they think is going to bring in more revenue. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Like, is absolutely going to bring in some money. I mean, the weather's getting warmer, you know, kids are getting out, you know, we're, we're all getting vaccinated, people are getting out of the house, absolutely. Yeah. Spiral, Spiral's going to do Godzilla-type uh, numbers. Maybe not a, quite that high, but it's going to be close. It's a Saw movie, or at least Saw-related enough, plus Chris Rock, Samuel Jackson. You know, you're going to you're gonna have people come out just because of them. In, yeah, it's, it's the first huge horror movie in, thrill, in theaters for over a year since, what, The Hunt. So mm. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty hyped. And, I mean, I, I was talking – I don't remember who I was talking to earlier, but just the added fact that it's my first time back to the theater in, like, over a year. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Yep, but anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of Fresh Cuts. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And I I think, um, Don, I can't remember if you mentioned on the show last time or if it was just us having a sidebar conversation offline about uh, possibly putting up a poll about, like, the new format um, of the show if people, you know, notice yeah. the difference for themselves. Um, we, you know, we might still do it. I, I wouldn't even have a problem like waiting a few episodes just so it kind of. Yeah, I was thinking because... of doing it after you know we do like a big show, like after like a spiral or quiet place where there's actually going to be like somebody that would have like the impetus to listen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. To figure out what the change would be, I figured that would be like a little easier. Plus, it would give us a chance to you know hone this hone this a little bit easier. So. Yeah, this week's. Movie I was kind of thinking like maybe work on our format. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, so that's what I'm saying is that I if I figured if we would have done that, we would have been, you know, like maybe a, like at the end of the month or so, like when we start to June. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, you know, sense. if anybody still has anything to say, you know, let us know, regardless of how, the quality of the movie. But <laughs> uh, yeah, don't blame us for that. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, uh, with that said, we're going to get out of here. We will be back in around a week's time. So thank you for listening. Let's say goodbye to the listeners. Later. Treat your wives well. (laughs) Peace. Oh